0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and
1: more. This podcast is recorded on the lands of the Awabakal, Darug and Eora people. In June 1989, something incredible and extremely memorable happened in Iran. But it barely made news headlines because it happened on the same day as the Tiananmen Square Massacre in Beijing. But once you hear about it, you are never going to forget it. On the 6th of June 1989, a helicopter was approaching the Paradise of Zahra Cemetery in the southern suburbs of the Iranian capital, Tehran. On board was the body of the supreme leader of Iran. We have lost a great leader and we are all mourning for such a great man. An estimated 10 million Iranians in black funeral dress clamoured to catch a glimpse of the body of their supreme leader, Ayatollah Rahula Khomeini. Several people were crushed to death in the hysterical crowd, which was standing outside in 40-degree heat. The helicopter seemed safer than going by road, but then it landed almost on top of the crowd.
2: The mob swamped the helicopter after touchdown.
1: Hysterical mourners pulled the coffin from the helicopter and began parading it around the site. The crowd was in a frenzy. The body fell out of the coffin. In the
2: melee, the body of the spiritual leader of Iran was mauled and appeared to drop to the ground.
1: The burial shroud he was wrapped in was torn off and came apart as mourners tried to grab bits of it for themselves. In the chaos, some people fell into the empty grave. Officials fired warning shots to get the crowd to move back. They stuffed the body back into the helicopter and announced that the burial was cancelled. The helicopter took off, with people hanging onto the bottom of it and trying to pull the Supreme Leader back out. As the helicopter flew away, the body was partially hanging out the door.
2: Many hours later the helicopter returned. The funeral casket was enveloped by soldiers, but finally Ayatollah Khomeini was found his resting place.
1: To stop people digging up the body, the guards used a crane to build a pyramid of shipping containers on top of the grave. It was one of the largest gatherings of human beings in history and probably the most chaotic funeral ever caught on film.
2: His son, Ahmed, says Ayatollah Khomeini's on his way to heaven. It's been a rough trip so far.
1: This funeral was for a man who had led his country for just 10 years, not long for an Iranian leader. 10 years in which hundreds of thousands of young Iranian men had been killed in a war. 10 years which had seen a 60% drop in GDP per person. 10 years which had seen Iran become a global pariah, virtually friendless in the international community. And yet millions were hysterically grieving his death. Such is the power of a revolutionary leader, or more specifically, a revolutionary idea. our third episode about the history of the escalating conflict between the U.S. and Iran. You can go back if you want to hear more. But today, the story of Ruhollah Khomeini and how his revolutionary idea changed the course of Middle Eastern history and is still affecting us today. I'm Matt Bevan, and this is If You're Listening. 1960s Iran was a place that was changing very quickly, thanks to the policies of the Shah, Iran's King of Kings.
2: He has tried to reshape Iran virtually overnight into a modern industrial capitalist state, while at the same time preserving the unquestioned authority of the ancient Persian kings.
1: The Shah? A man installed by the British and kept in power by a CIA-led coup in 1953 was rapidly westernising his country with American help. Even so, most Iranians were devout followers of a subset of Islam called Twelver Shi'ism. They believe that the Twelfth Imam, a descendant of the Prophet Muhammad, has been in hiding for 1,200 years, waiting to return at the end of time and create an Islamic caliphate on earth. For 1200 years, most Twelvers believed they should just sit tight, wait for the 12th Imam to return, and follow the five pillars of Islam that all Muslims learn as children. To be a good Muslim, you have to believe in Allah and believe that Muhammad was the last prophet, and you have to fast in the Ramada.
2: and then you have to pray five times a day, and you have to give charity to the poor,
1: and sometimes, you have to go to Hajj, to Mecca. So, sit back, follow the pillars of Islam, enjoy a modern, westernised Iran, and wait for the Imam's return. But a man named Ruhollah Khomeini had other ideas. Khomeini was a religious leader, a teacher and a scholar, who had gained a big enough following to be given the title of Grand Ayatollah. By 1964, he was well known across Iran as the instigator of a number of big political protests. Tehran,
0: Shiraz and the holy city of Qom were the scenes of the most violent disturbances, street battling in which 20 were killed and hundreds injured.
1: You see, Khomeini had a very big, very revolutionary idea. What if, instead of just following the five pillars of Islam and waiting for the Imam's return to create the new caliphate, we just Start creating the caliphate now. Prioritise political activism, even over the traditional five pillars. Don't separate church and state let the church run the state by the rules set out in the Qur'an.
2: Islam is not only a religion, but a total system, derived from the Qur'an and the traditions of the Prophet.
1: Westernising the country was not his idea of how to build a caliphate.
2: The Shiite leaders, known as the Mullahs, believe that the Shah's great plan for a modern Western-style nation, built on the oil wealth, is not only a waste of time, but it's also morally wrong.
1: The protests continued. The Shah sent in the army, Khomeini was arrested, briefly jailed and then put under house arrest.
2: Ayatollah Khomeini has become a symbol of political opposition in a nation where political opposition has for many years been brutally suppressed.
1: Now the Prime Minister, Hassan Ali Mansour, who was in charge of running the government for the Shah, called Khomeini in to ask him politely to stop. He asked Khomeini to stay out of politics and go back to being like every other cleric. Focus on the five pillars, wait for the 12th Imam's return. Khomeini refused, repeatedly. The Prime Minister flew into a fit of rage, shouting and yelling, and finally he marched up to Khomeini and smacked him across the face. Khomeini was taken to the Tehran airport and put on a plane to Turkey. He had been exiled. Two months later, the Prime Minister was assassinated by supporters of Khomeini. Don't slap a guy with hundreds of thousands of fanatical followers. Now, the old saying of out of sight, out of mind really doesn't apply to revolutionaries. Plenty of revolutions have been orchestrated by people in exile. Vladimir Lenin overthrew the Russian Tsars in a revolution and did it all from Switzerland. In fact, it can be an advantage. When someone's in your country, you have some kind of control over them. You can silence them. But if they're outside your country, it's much harder. So Ayatollah Khomeini shouted, As loud as he could. From his bases in Turkey, Iraq, and France, the Ayatollah Khomeini recorded anti Shah sermons onto cassette tapes, which were smuggled into Iran and played in mosques. Kids, cassette tapes are like Spotify, but it sounds awful, and you also have to flip it over every hour, and it sometimes breaks and turns into an ungodly tangle. He did interviews with international TV and radio stations which were then broadcast into Iran. In his surprisingly calm tone of voice, he railed against the Shah of Iran, the king of Saudi Arabia, the dictator of Iraq and, of course, the Zionist state of Israel. As we discussed in the last episode, the Shah thought that he had a special connection with his people and that just about everyone loved him.
0: The Shah has conceded that perhaps 1% of the people might oppose him.
1: Turns out it was a little bit more than that.
2: Some recent reports have labelled the Shah's opponents as conservative religious fanatics. Others have described them as revolutionary extremists. The Shah himself has called them Islamic Marxists.
1: Communists, revolutionaries, religious conservatives, throw in workers, students, business owners.
2: Their ultimate aims may be dissimilar, but for the moment they have one catch
1: cry. The Shah must go. But they all agreed they wanted the Shah gone.
2: When the demonstrators shout death to the Shah, their next cry is usually, long live Khomeini.
1: In October 1977 Khomeini's oldest son Mustafa died in an Iraqi jail. Khomeini blamed the death on the Savak secret police, saying that they had murdered his son.
2: Now the Shah has a military government, a seriously disrupted economy and a nation at the brink of revolution.
1: Memorial services to Mustafa Khomeini turned into deadly protests. The Iranian revolution had begun. It was really only a matter of time before the Shah was forced out.
2: Soldiers firing indiscriminately into crowds of demonstrators, leaving hundreds dead and many more wounded. The priests have armed the mobs. Pistols and petrol bombs are the new symbols of power in Iran.
1: In February 1979, the Shah fled and a plane arrived in Tehran carrying the country's new leader.
0: Home from 16 years in exile, the holiest of men. The Ayatollah Khomeini.
1: The alliance of Democrats, communists and clerics who got together to oppose the Shah disintegrated. And the clerics took charge.
0: Now Khomeini and the Quran Rule where once the Shah claimed to be united with his people.
1: Iran's 2,500-year-old monarchy was swept away in favour of a theocracy. Under the eye of the clerics, a unique hybrid constitutional model was created. The country would have regular elections, a parliament and a president, like most democracies around the world. But atop that would sit a supreme leader, an Islamic cleric who gets to decide who can run for office, which of the government's policies can be implemented, and how to use the country's resources.
0: Under Islam, oil, like all natural resources, is God-given and God-controlled."
1: The supreme leader is appointed for life by a council of clerics, is in charge of the armed forces and cannot be disputed. The constitution of the new Islamic Republic of Iran was more liberal than many expected. Women and some religious minorities had far more rights in Iran than they did in Saudi Arabia and other Arab monarchies. But despite the appearance of modernity, the regime was just as brutal as the Shah's.
0: Islamic justice, as interpreted by Khomeini, will cut off the hands of those who disobey. The reported savagery of the secret police has not died with the secret policeman.
1: Khomeini ordered a purge of the top levels of the military, justice system, and secret police, with thousands publicly executed to make way for the new incoming clerical elite. Khomeini was officially named as the Imam, a title previously reserved in Iran for the 12 descendants of Muhammad. Khomeini didn't just change the trajectory of Iran's future. His vision of Islam had a ripple effect across the Middle East. The incredible success of his revolution triggered copycat actions from people in other countries who wanted to accelerate the rise of a global caliphate. An uprising began in Saudi Arabia, an American military base was bombed in Lebanon. The president of Egypt was assassinated. And Khomeini started encouraging followers living in neighboring Iraq to overthrow the country's dictator. Now, the dictator of Iraq was a cool, nice guy with a cool, nice mustache, who would never ever dare to cause any problems for the West.
0: Iraq's president Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein. Saddam Hussein.
1: It's unclear how much US involvement there was in Saddam's decision to invade Iran. But what is clear is that once he did invade, the US was all in.
0: The Iraqis began the war eagerly, and with confidence that they could rout an enemy already weakened from the revolution of the Ayatollah Khomeini and purges within the armed forces.
1: The United States government had invested a lot of time and effort in keeping the Shah in power. And now the Shah was gone and the Ayatollahs had more than 50 American hostages in the U.S. Embassy in Tehran. They wanted Saddam to topple Khomeini. It
0: was a war in which most outsiders predicted a quick Iraqi victory, followed by the destabilisation or overthrow of Iran's fundamentalist Islamic regime.
1: It backfired
0: spectacularly. Far from undermining the Iranian administration, the war with Iraq served to strengthen the regime.
1: Nothing galvanises a population like an invasion. Just ask Ukraine. Saddam quickly realised that he was fighting an uphill battle and tried to find a way out, but Khomeini wouldn't let him.
0: Ayatollah Khomeini declared there was no question of compromise. The fighting would go on until the last Iraqi was driven from Iranian soil.
1: After eight years and at least a million deaths, Khomeini agreed to end the fighting. The border was unmoved. A year later Khomeini was dead, and given what may very well be the most extraordinary funeral in history. That war is known as the Iran-Iraq War, but it's not a great name for it. It was really just the first phase of a war against followers of Khomeini's idea, of a global Islamic caliphate being established today, rather than at some time in the distant future and extreme Islamists have taken up that fight. It's not fought in the Iranian mountains. It's fought by Iran-backed groups like Hamas in Gaza and Israel, Hezbollah in Lebanon, and the Houthis in the waters of the Red Sea. Ayatollah Khomeini's legacy is complex. He overthrew the increasingly despotic Shah when most thought that was impossible. But then he instituted a regime that was just as brutal and corrupt, which has been forced to quash multiple uprisings against it from the people it oppresses. Now, Iran is isolated, corrupt, economically desperate, and in a permanent Cold War, which is now getting hotter by the day. If You're Listening is written by me, Matt Bevan Supervising producer is Yasmin Parry This episode is part of our series on Iran's role in the Middle East conflict You can check out the other two on YouTube, ABC iView and in your podcast feed This episode, with the extraordinary pictures from Ayatollah Khomeini's funeral will be available online on YouTube this Saturday Next week, we're going back to our If You're Listening roots to ask, will Donald Trump run out of money before he can be re-elected? See you then.